0: Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins.
1: And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are doing something slightly different than our normal yes. stuff. <laughs> we are kind of taking a turn to maybe look at some movies that either took influence from Austen or Lynch or maybe had influenced them. Clearly it would have to be Lynch who would have to be influenced by them. But
0: <laughs> yes,
1: today we are doing Bridget Jones Diary
0: yeah, it's very exciting. I thought we it might is. do this one as like a regular episode at some point, but you know at the moment, we're just trying to get an episode out there for you and right? <laughs> we wanted this one to be a little more casual and less like a recap. and so we're just gonna talk about it. Yes. Yeah, this was very fun to do. I've never seen this movie. I've never Me seen what we're doing next either, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's fun to go in not knowing anything. For both of us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think just last week we told you we had this plan for what we're going to do, but we also were very clear that we were not sure what we're gonna do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like having two months personally off does not sort of prepare you for when you have to come back and then really dive into it. So yeah, <laughs> plus craziness. So we thought we would just do some fun stuff.
0: Yeah. So we're gonna do some fun movies. So this week, Bridget Jones's diary and I really enjoyed it.
1: Me too. I
0: think First Impressions just covered this recently, but I didn't go back and re-listen to it because I was like, I don't want to be influenced since this is the first time I've seen it. You know, I want right. to just get my own impressions for <laughs> I while. <life." laughs> uh, should I just go ahead? Should we start and just do First Impressions? Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know this is the informal one, but I remember it coming out a long time ago, like in, when it came out in 2001 or whatever. Yes. And... I don't know why I never saw it. It was like one of those movies that you kind of get like this weird mental block for like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just am not interested in watching it. You know, I know it's something that's right up my alley, but I just don't have the interest in watching it. And right. I couldn't tell if it was because of Renee Zellweger because I do like her. But like, I just never I don't know. There was something that I always was a little. She like... never
1: like fully like clicked for you.
0: Yeah. Mm hmm. But anyway, I, so I kind of went into it thinking, I don't know if I'm going to like it, but honestly, I came out going, was it genius or I mean, maybe it was just really good, but I feel like it could have been uh, something really smart. I just couldn't really tell.
1: <laughs> I I think it's almost like, you know, if you take out all like the weird, like, you know, like, the, the things that, like, maybe I kind of, like, find, like, not cool about early 2000 movies is, like, the obsession with, like, weight and being, like, I'm a spinster even though I'm only 32. And, you know, like, all, like, ridiculous, crazy, you know. Yes, they kind of yes. had to, like, mirror the book a little bit, obviously. Well, but... that's why
0: I was, like, is it genius? Is this part of its master plan? But.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> we <get> well, <laughs> I think if you take all that stuff out, you're left with so much. And I think it's, it actually is really enjoyable. And I think it's a really good story. Like, I think they did a great job with being like, here are like the small parallels with the Pride and Prejudice book. But here, we're going to turn it completely into a new story. And if you don't know the book at all, or if you know, only even only know it a little bit, you're really probably not going to catch that. It's based on Pride and Prejudice, or based on a book that's based on Pride and Prejudice.
0: Oh, definitely. But, you know, I felt like the spirit of Jane Austen in it. Like, even though it wasn't like a direct adaptation, there were definitely moments where I was like, okay, this feels like Jane Austen is, like, definitely influencing, like, just her sensibilities, you know, the funniness. Yes. And
1: I feel like she would have really liked Bridget as a character. I feel Definitely. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that is such a thing. I feel like she is like a quintessential Austin character. And I feel like Austin would have appreciated the fact that she, I kind of, in a way is like the least Lizzie Bennett. Lizzie Bennett in a way because she <laughs> she isn't like you know super bookish she's not very like she's kind of like fumbling with her words the whole time she's kind of a goof yeah <laughs> but she's got such a great spirit and you know she's just making the best of what she has and I feel like Austin would appreciate yeah
0: that. yeah and I feel like she she has this like I don't know she, even though she's like a big goof she never I don't feel like she uh, feels bad about like I don't know. You know, she obviously has like these hangups with her smoking and her weight and stuff, but I don't feel right. like she ever dwells not... on like anything that she says, like she's confident right. in what she presents to the world. she's like, I know I'm a mess, but I'm going to own it. You know?
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, I think at one point, um, I can't remember if it was Colin first character. Someone makes a comment about how she just kind of says whatever comes into her head without thinking of the consequences. <laughs> and I feel like she is like kind of proud of that in a way. Yeah. Like she never, it feels like, oh, I need to shut up and just like think about it. She's just like, well, whatever comes out is probably what I'm feeling. So, I mean, people just have what to deal with it. Works for
0: her, honestly. Like, exactly. When she does that interview thing, and she's like, I think I might have a crush on you. And <laughs> they're like, she's a sensation.
1: <laughs> I did like the referential to like the crazy British media and how ridiculous and yeah the whole like era about it was but um I just yeah I had a lot of fun watching it. I love it. it yeah was so good. okay
0: well I we didn't I didn't do a recap recap and so I yeah. didn't even like write down what happens but I did take notes that are very much like this could be a tone poem. <laughs> I, don't <laughs> know, just, I don't even know if I'll be able to connect to them to what was happening. Uh-huh. But just off the bat it is so 2001 specifically because like even from the fact like that she's a smoker and everyone else smokes but it's still kind of a vice but like she's mm-hmm. ashamed of it but like it's still acceptable it's like so 2001. yes <laughs> um, <laughs> but it also feels like it could have been written today about 2001 like it feels yeah. over the top in a way that feels like i'm commenting on 2001 which is why i kept keeping i kept thinking like is this like a weird commentary on like romance Mm -hmm. at the time? And like, is it smarter than it appears to be at first glance? (laughs) I couldn't really tell, but like, I
1: feel feel like like, it's,
0: I don't know. There's things I didn't like about it, but then I was Mm -hmm. like, maybe those things are part of what it's trying to do. Like, you know, Yeah, her friend group where like the one girl is basically her characteristic is that she says fuck a lot and I was like stupid (laughs) and I was like well maybe that's a thing maybe that's like I don't know yeah was trying to suck me into its cult
1: (laughs) I, I think what and I don't know if it's maybe watching it through like a 2021 lens um but I feel like it was so campy Um, Maybe on what 2001's culture because she does kind of in a way tracks like her weight throughout it. Like she'll say it as like her diary entry, but she won't say like, I'm trying to get down to I'm trying to lose 20 pounds or she's she never really (laughs) says like, I'm trying to get down to be skinny so I can be high. She's just like, I guess people track their weight now. So I'm going to track my weight, I guess, (laughs) like not really knowing what the end goal if there is well, one I think at
0: the very first resolution she says she's gonna lose 20 pounds but then pretty much the whole time it's like I'm 130 anywhere between like 130 and 139 <laughs> like it's right <laughs> <to the
1: 130th> <laughs> <range>. <laughs> yeah and there's almost also like what I really liked about it was a real like owning of I guess you could say like how I don't want to say like just how like provocative a little bit uh, early 2000s like fashion was a little bit because she wears like mini skirts and she wears like a see-through top and I feel like I watch stuff like Will and Grace and stuff where they wear a sheer shirt and you can see like their bur- like brazier under but no one like comments on it uh-huh. and I feel like in a way like the movie like goes out of its way to be like you know this is business clothes <laughs> but you're really showing a lot of your body and you know Whoa, yeah. Blah, blah. yeah but there who cares
0: kind of weirdly re- I mean this is, okay this might sound horrible but there's something <laughs> no, weirdly okay. refreshing about how like blatantly sexist and, like you know yeah inappropriate her relationship with, with her boss and I was like you know mm-hmm. we don't we don't get this kind of fun crassness anymore but it's like you know yeah nah, I just enjoyed it
1: <laughs> I think what's so great about that relationship in a way was I never felt like she didn't have the power in that relationship. Like we kind of have the idea that, you know, he's obviously not going to be faithful to her and he's not really going to commit. I mean, they're never really a, like, I guess you could say like uh, an exclusive item in a way. There's never like a declaration of that. Right. But I never felt like, oh, he's like taking advantage of her and he's like, you know, she's in, like, this position where if she does something wrong, she's gonna get in trouble. Like, it always felt like she was safe in
0: a way. Yeah.
1: And I Well, it wasn't like
0: he was gonna fire her or anything.
1: (laughs) Exactly. It was never like she was gonna lose her job, and then like, when things took a turn for the worse, she kind of, like, took it in her own hands and was like, I don't want to do this job anymore. Fuck this place. I'm leaving.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she just went to an equally... Creepy boss.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, an overtly <laughs> creepy boss. <laughs> Instead of being like, I'm handsome and I have good hair, so I can be creepy and it's not creepy.
0: But I did appreciate her being like, I just have to get away from my boss. And he was like, okay. <laughs> <You're
1: right." laughs> he, he like kind of tried. What also what was great was, which I found so unlike the early 2000s, was how supportive her coworkers sort of were of that decision. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. And they really,
1: they didn't have any idea that he was necessarily like, I I don't want to say cheating because there was never any sort of like declaration of being exclusive, but like, you know, her coworker Perpetua like immediately took her side and a lot of her other coworkers (laughs) like, no one stood up for him, which was really great. Um, So I felt like that was so unlike the early 2000s, which was really cool to see.
0: Yeah. And oh my God, so many Jane Austen actors from Colin Firth, which I mean, you haven't seen that one yet, but I mean, obviously, you know, because how can you not know Colin Firth was Mr. Darcy and something. And Hugh Grant, who was Mm -hmm. playing kind of the perfect part for him. right? And the woman who was uh, Darcy's Girlfriend-ish partner, whatever. Oh, um, let me
1: see, let me see.
0: Elizabeth or something uh, like M. Beth that. Embeth Davids. Beth, she is uh Mary Crawford in a Mansfield Park movie that we haven't Ooh. watched yet. I was like, Mary Crawford's on the scene, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you should see my notes because it's all like Hugh Grant, should I trust him? I don't think I should trust him. <laughs> What's the <a> Tartan micker party? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know I couldn't I think, trust him <laughs> <laughs> There was A lot of um, Like I What was so crazy is that Renee Zellweger is like A southern American actress And mm. I think I mentioned This to Josh because he's seen this movie before And I was like if I had just if this was my first Renee Zellweger Like vehicle I would have never Have known that she wasn't British
0: I did want to bring that up because that was one of my first notes. I was like, oh, I forgot she was playing British. And then I kept forgetting she was American the whole time. And yeah. I do remember that being like a big thing when it came, when the movie came out. Like, yeah. oh, she's playing British. And I was wondering I wonder why they even wanted her to play it. Because it's mm-hmm. all British. Like the cast, the writers, the directors. I'm like, I don't yeah. know why. I mean, she did a great job. I just wasn't sure like why they were like, no, we good enough British
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I I had um looked at some like quote-unquote notes about this movie and I, I want to say basically based on like the time frame maybe she was just really big at the time and yeah she, um, she had apparently had like a I guess you could say shadowed not really interned but at a British publishing firm for like a month and No one knew who she was there. And so I can't remember what it was. It was really funny because um, she kept a photo of her, her then boyfriend on her desk who was Jim Carrey, <laughs> but <laughs> no one there knew that she was Renee Zellweger. And so they were like, afterwards they were interviewed and they were like, we thought it was really weird that she had a photo of Jim Carrey <laughs> on her desk, but we didn't want to embarrass her and call her out. So we didn't say
0: anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. And oh my God, the other big controversy or, you know, big thing at the time was that she gained weight to play this part. Yeah. And 25
1: pounds to be exact.
0: I was like, I couldn't have told t- told you at all that she, no, she gained yeah. weight she looked so
1: thin <laughs> to me <laughs> yeah so she's still like a very like i would say in the general size the like garbage size gave her
0: boobs it was like yeah five pounds of boobs
1: and butt <laughs> if we i was gonna all, say it, it so good. appropriately <laughs> <laughs> but what was i, I there was like a, a bunch of things about her accent because you know she was the only american and apparently like She was very much into that, like, um, is it method acting where they, like, are the character the whole time or Uh where she on set she only ever talked in the British accent because she was like, I don't ever want to lose it. And so Hugh Grant apparently did not know she was American until the wrap party (laughs) until she started (laughs) talking to him. And he was like, why are you talking this way?
0: (laughs) That's funny. Well, I could understand that, though, like, especially for like an accent, like once you're in it, you know, you got to stay in it. I mean, I'm not all for method acting when it comes to being like, I'm everyone must refer to me as a different name and all that kind of stuff. But like, I can Mm -hmm. understand an accent that's like that big a deal. Because I would think it would be a big deal because people are always so insane about accents. I never understand why people are so crazy about whether this accent is appropriate or if it's done well enough. I'm like, who
1: cares? (laughs) Yeah, I would say as long as it's not like insanely bad, then I think it's <laughs> sometimes okay. Sometimes then
0: it's fine too because yeah, I've heard American way. accents that are like all sorts of L over the place, you know, like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sure every country has all sorts of different accents, so.
1: <laughs> right. And, um, well, apparently she worked also, like, I guess she was like, she probably felt the pressure of getting the accent right. So she also worked with like a accent coach. Who ended oh. up being the same accent coach who worked with Gwyneth Paltrow in Is it Shakespeare yeah. in Love? Is that what she was um, in?
0: They're <laughs> gonna say Emma. <laughs> no,
1: she no because uh, Shakespeare in Love was three years after Emma. So I wonder if oh. afterwards, because I did not like Gwyneth Paltrow's accent. Yeah, I in that thought. Movie. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, her accent was definitely not as good as Renee's. Renee, yeah,
1: yeah, but um. I think one of the things I was reading was commenting on how funny it was that, you know, people were all in an uproar about an American playing a British person. And they, (laughs) she did afterwards, they were like, she did such a great job. Like we didn't even really, like really realize that she was American, whatever, whatever. And then there was like all this talk about like how like Americans are going to come and play British people now. And then the exact opposite (laughs) has happened where British people have been playing Americans for so long.
0: (laughs) Oh, totally. Totally.
1: Yeah. It's just funny to me
0: huh um let's see <laughs> oh this is weird that Solomon Rushdie was in it, it was oh random.
1: <laughs> so I did read he's friends with Helen Fielding who wrote the novel that this is based
0: on oh, uh-huh. and,
1: and apparently she had I think when she was writing the screenplay she was kind of writing that scene and she was like thinking and apparently she just I don't know if she had just talked to him or whatever but she called him back up and was like hey do you want to make a fool of yourself on my movie and he apparently agreed to it he thought it was really funny
0: well the only thing um anybody ever talks to him about is the bathroom so I,
1: just, like, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I did love um her little speech where she was like this is the best book that's ever been written and there's like 50 other novelists in there who are like excuse Definitely me one of the top 30 <laughs> maybe even better <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: there was a lot of like i for some reason i kept thinking of modern persuasion while watching it maybe just because it was the other thing we've watched most recently that was kind of a modern adaptation yeah and i was like yes this is how comedy is supposed to land
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly well it's like i was looking at i was like who wrote this and the screenplay i mean i said uh helen fielding who wrote the novel also wrote the screenplay but Richard Curtis also worked on it and then speaking of Jane Austen uh, Andrew Davies also worked on the screenplay
0: I saw that I saw that and he worked on the second one and I think Emma Thompson helped work on the third one which I haven't seen the other two yet but now I'm like well yeah. really, I need to go watch those as well
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do um yeah I do want to watch the other ones because there was like I didn't realize and I n- had known that there were three movies but um it's like considered like a rom-com trilogy and it was like <laughs> the first rom-com trilogy that had all female directors and oh, um interesting yeah it had, it had like the same cast throughout i think or the same lead woman so it was like a lot of like first. um
0: yeah one of them wasn't even that long ago like 2016 16? i want
1: to say yeah i think so it was something about like uh oh yeah bridget jones's baby is what it's called. But it's got Patrick Dempsey in it. I don't think it has Hugh Grant. Oh. But maybe something happens Well, I mean, why would
0: Hugh Grant still be in it? Because they're right. not, they weren't, well, who knows what happens in the second one, but. <laughs> I am going to
1: say, he's on the cover of the second one, so.
0: <laughs> I said, every encounter in this movie is the most awkward. I actually was thinking a lot. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wonder if this is pre The Office, because it feels like kind of the office kind of humor ish but not like all the way like pre the office kind of office humor i mean maybe the british office was out by then
1: um the british office actually came out the same year ah 2001
0: (laughs) must have just been in the the air at the time
1: yeah well i mean british maybe it's like that quintessential british humor i'm very (laughs) bad at picking it out so
0: So, what did you think of all of? Let's go through the characters, and well, we talked a lot about uh, Brid- Bridget so far, but let's do nice. some of the other characters. Okay. What, okay. Well, let's do the boys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Colin Firth as our Mister Darcy, Mark Darcy. <laughs> um,
0: he was a, a good Darcy yeah. parallel for sure. <laughs> he
1: he was, and it was kind of like. I don't know. He seems a lot meaner than Mr. Darcy, probably because like formalities and, you know, it's present day. So he's like just being awful. But
0: he seemed more awkward, though, like more. Yeah. Like a lot of people um, think of Mr. Darcy as possibly having like um, some sort of I can't. uh, Like being on the spectrum of some sort. Yes, being on the spectrum of some sort. And this character felt more like he could be to me. Like, oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) Like maybe like not having as many like social cues or pick-ups. Yeah, he just had a
0: certain like awkwardness to him, but you know, I'm talking yeah. about that. So I don't want to say that that means <laughs> anything, but.
1: Right, uh, right, no. I, <laughs> I think... could just
0: see the parallels more of that.
1: Yeah, well, what was so funny was like, I didn't really think about this till after the movie, but I feel like him and Bridget, even from like the get-go, would have complimented each other so well because she just, she also in a way doesn't have, Great social cues and social pickups. <laughs> yeah. Like, she kind of just says what she's feeling, and there's not any, like, you know, beating around the bush. And I think that would really complement his personality really well. Yeah. So it, you know, makes I sense. wonder
0: if that's part of the thing because, like, they don't have good social, but like, a lot of the advice I found that people were giving them or, like, giving her throughout the movie, I was yes. like, this is horrible advice. But so it is like, you know, her just being herself is like, <laughs> Better advice than the actual like yeah ad, like you don't like him and all this kind of stuff and
1: <laughs> I I I did think the advice I feel like that is also very campy of two thousand early two thousands yes. <laughs> because they were like you know you need to know current events you need to be scholarly and you need to be like sort of mysterious and you see her like cleaning up her apartment reading a book I don't remember what the book was but she was just saying to herself. Isn't it awful what's happening in Chechnya? And she just kept saying <laughs> it like that was all she was gonna say. She wasn't gonna go any further. And I thought that was so funny, and she did it. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't go any further. <laughs> she was like, uh, "Ooh,
0: yeah, that was really funny." But, uh, but, um, okay, what about Hugh Grant?
1: Um, I mean, I didn't like him at all. I cl- it was like pretty clear from the get go that he was gonna be our um, our Wickham. And- yes. And he but was but just, I
0: was the whole time trying to be like, well, he could surprise me and be okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But it was like that, Um, in a way, it was like he was made to be so unaware of how awful he is. Because <laughs> he, you know, he gets caught sort of with another woman and she doesn't want to be with him anymore. But then he shows up on her birthday yeah. and is like acting like he's like, you know... <laughs> Wasn't that I good? could definitely um,
0: buy his charm. I was like, Yeah, uh, I could put myself in her shoes and be like, That would be really hard to resist, even though you know he's yeah. not good.
1: <laughs> right. Like, you know? <laughs> well, he's got like the best hair and he is very <laughs> handsome in this movie. I did think, um, I've always thought that Colin it's Firth funny. was very attractive, but like I never was, like I never felt or saw like that sort of thing that everyone was like, oh, Colin Firth. Like, but I feel like you in this movie Pride and prejudice yet. I say not yet. That's but... the reason that everyone feels that way. <laughs> what, what's so funny is that in some of the stuff I was reading that um I think it was um Helen Fielding was saying that she when she wrote the book that she wrote this character thinking of that Pride and Prejudice, uh Colin Firth, Mr. Darcy. And she kind of threw it out there like, oh, wouldn't this be funny if he got cast to play it? And he did.
0: I think I've heard that before. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it was like just like Kismet. He's always meant to be uh, a Darcy.
0: Yeah. Um what about um her friends?
1: Um well because
0: I I liked them as a unit, but I had problems with them individually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, what's so great is that they were always in the unit. They were always yes. <laughs> all together. Um <laughs> Okay, we could start with uh, Shirley Henderson, who plays Jude. Um, she and I immediately knew she was Moaning Myrtle in Harry Potter. And there's oh, a yeah. lot of Harry Potter crossover in this as well. <laughs> well, um, <that's> British, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's their Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> but um, well, is
0: it Game of Thrones their Game of Thrones?
1: You know what I mean. It's that <laughs> time's Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, I think of it as Doctor as her as a Doctor Who. Character. Yes. Because she was in an episode.
1: (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Well, she's got like that such like a singular voice and a look that I, you know, you you know her from somewhere. You just always know her from somewhere. But um I I don't remember what the her opening scene I remember was her crying in the bathroom. Um, which they were like, you know, oh, it's really funny because in Morning Myrtle she was crying in the bathroom. But Um, I, I thought, <laughs> yeah, I thought she was probably like the most like even keeled out of the bunch. Um, the other two seemed very like wild and <laughs> a little bit like a what's the word? Um, uh, yeah, just like I don't want to say unhinged, but they seemed a little well, bit sh- more, you know, like
0: yeah. I feel like Jude was the least reliant on a single defining characteristic <laughs> like yeah the one guy was i had a hit song in the 80s and the other girl was i say fuck a lot and yes. at least she was like i call about my boyfriend troubles and you know give advice and stuff like that
1: right um <laughs> i did uh the friend who does say fuck a lot i do love sally phillips um <laughs> i think she's really funny she plays one of my favorite characters on Veep. <laughs> um she's the oh my god the is it she the Norwegian ambassador or something and she's just so funny. Um but I
0: I it wasn't that I didn't like her or you know like her portrayal and it was just I just felt it so like I was like this is seems so lazy but then I also that's what kind of I was like maybe all these things that I'm having problems with are actually part of its genius. So
1: <laughs> right. Well yeah, cuz it's like <clears throat> I think when we look at, like, the title of it, like, it's Bridget Jones's diary. She's not really going to talk much about her friends. She's kind of going to, like, she knows her friends, so she's just going to gloss over who they are. And, Since um, when does a
0: 30-year-old woman call what she writes in every day a diary and not a journal? <laughs> a journal, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did read that apparently Sally Phillips had also, she had an audition for Bridget. It's probably a British thing. Maybe. Maybe it's like a... <laughs> Diary. It sounds more. Uh, yeah, it's
0: probably a British thing. <laughs> they probably <don't> have <laughs> journals.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I was um, like, diary
0: sounds so thirteen-year-old girl.
1: <laughs> it does make me think about that, especially because of that Diary of a Wimpy Kid series that was very popular when I was growing up. Oh. I always <laughs> think of like teenagers, you know, dishing yeah. in your diary. But I liked her friends. I thought they were, I thought they were funny, I mean, and they were in the appropriate amounts. It wasn't like too much or too little.
0: Yeah. What about her parents? Because they were kind of like the B storyline, and I enjoyed it, but I also kind of felt like you could have got rid of it (laughs) entirely. Well, I feel like
1: I didn't. Except for I
0: did produce my favorite line, which was when she finally comes back home to her husband, and they're just talking by the fireplace, and she goes, "Um, "Oh, the thing is, close up, he was almost purple." Yeah. (laughs)
1: Correct me up <laughs> it, it, me too i thought her mom was really funny um what's oh, the actress I, both of them.
0: I was just like when i was trying to rewatch it like in a short amount of time mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like i guess it's only an hour and a half so whatever but you know yeah
1: <laughs> which her mom uh i don't know if you caught i'm sure you did but she was mrs dashwood in sense and sensibility so another oh austin crossover
0: i didn't i didn't even think about that although i i did know she was familiar
1: yes but I thought she was great I thought she was really like fun and I never I felt like she was a very good parallel to the 2005 Pride and Prejudice with Keira Knightley that mom Uh um,
0: because
1: I felt like that mom essentially if she was brought to present day would be like this mom very like you know talkative and very kind of like (laughs) I feel like she would be the type to be like I'm just going to run off with this TV personality and upend my uproot my yes. life because I'm bored. Yeah.
0: yeah, And then come back because Mr. Bennett's nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. And not purple. Um, and then.
0: Uh, I guess up close, he was almost purple. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. Yeah. And her dad, he was really good, too.
1: He was very nice. I feel like there was less of a focus on. Him and Bridget's relationship as there, as much as yeah. there is probably in the actual like Pride and Prejudice story.
0: Yeah. It just seemed like such a like, oh, something in my life has to fall apart because my love life is good. So it's my parents' relationship. And it's like, okay. It's not really right. in your life. You're a grown-up. So
1: <laughs> Right. I did kind of think about how um, I don't know, I don't know, like maybe um manicured it was that she just like his, her mom just kind of left, and everyone was kind of like sort of fine with it, but maybe a little bit sad. But like, no one was like, This is crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, and then she comes back. Were they rich? I couldn't tell.
1: I don't think so. I think they were, like, they were like middle class friends
0: with the Darcys, and the Darcys house seemed kind of fancy when they went to it. Yeah. Which made me think, Oh, maybe they're rich. And then I was like, But she was playing at their house as a kid. So that means they must be neighbors does that mean that she's rich too or is it just like a i don't well, know
1: yeah i i, didn't really, <laughs> I don't, I don't know because matter. i mean well in a way like because her parents home is very like normal like yeah. it's not large and at the end the credits when you see like the, the video of them like playing together in the yard or whatever yeah I it like looks <laughs> like a it was yeah but it was like a normal yard like it wasn't like this grounds or it was like a backyard so i don't know i
0: think it was just when she pulled him into that like coat closet or whatever and there were like a million pictures like taking up every square inch of the wall behind them and i was like Uh is this a rich person's house (laughs) (laughs) looks like a gallery of some sort i
1: I don't know i I wonder if maybe it's one of those things where they are
0: fancy party
1: Maybe or like maybe the Darcys are like really rich, but because it's not, it's like the you know, the late '90s, early 2000s. It's not really like viable to live out in the country in a giant house. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Okay, let's see. Sometimes I just wrote, "I knew it," <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote, "Ooh, Hugh Grant gag. We don't like him."
1: <laughs> no, Daniel Cleaver. No. Oh, you.
0: the fight. Oh, the fight. I wrote, I love the waiter <laughs> onlookers and their white shirts and ties. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like how they just came outside the restaurant to watch and just left everyone inside.
0: Now, when I was just rewatching it, I was like, there's some sort of weird strobe light effect going on. And I was like, I don't understand what this lighting is. Like, what is happening that's yeah. causing this? Is there something or is it just for effect? Or is...
1: I don't know. I, I thought maybe, maybe there was something effect. they set up that I missed. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't remember maybe it was like a, for effect. Um, but I did like how like dramatic the fight was and almost and how comedic it was where they stopped fighting to sing happy Birthday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then immediately after like the big dramatic end is them flying out of a window. <laughs> I
0: know. I mean, whoa, the window.
1: <laughs> and I like how everyone is still inside eating. Like no one like is like I'm leaving. This is crazy. Or everyone's just yeah. like we're gonna eat. No one's
0: screaming. Or
1: <laughs> <freaking> right. <out. laughs>
0: and then at the end, when he was like, and he's going to New York with his law partner. And I was like, wait a minute, New York. This is your law partner. <laughs> how did I never get that until the end?
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was I don't know, but maybe it was his law partner and fiancé, I'm assuming and It then, seemed like
0: they had kind of just met or I guess they just worked together or,
1: I don't know I don't know, at one point I did kind of get confused with the woman who Hugh Grant's character was cheating on her with um, with his oh, he, uh, with I, I converse fiancé
0: I thought she was Lena Headey <laughs> <No. laughs> And I was like, uh, I think he uh, mentioned that says something about her being super young. And I looked up her and Renee Zellgerger's birth year, and they're both born in the same year. So they're the exact same age. Uh, hmm. I just thought she looked like someone with a weird haircut.
1: She did kind of have that look of like, almost like um, I'm a model in a way. Like I was like, oh, is she someone like, you know, like I think about like in the Devil Wears Prada where uh, Giselle Bundchen is like a character sort of. And But, like, you could tell, like, oh, that's a model who is acting because they just have, like, (laughs) a certain, like, look about them. I'm like, that's a model.
0: Right. I I was like, why is he still with Mary Crawford? (laughs) (laughs) When they got to the end. Um, (laughs) And once they were starting to get to the very end, you know, like, once he came and interrupted the trip to Paris and they went inside. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, she's. He finds the diary, and I was like, "What is happening?" I thought this movie was over.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, what's so crazy is like, I don't know. Maybe it's like a European thing, but they were like, "Oh, well, like we're taking you to Paris for the weekend to like so you can forget about everything." And she was just kind of like, "I don't like." She almost acted like she didn't want to go. And <laughs> if I was being given a free weekend in Paris, I would have gone. But maybe I don't it's a think European it's this thing. novel
0: when you can just hop on a train and be there.
1: I guess, but it's just like. Ugh. idea but um yeah i was like why is he a why is he reading her diary and b why is she why is he at first like because i was you know we don't find out that he's buying her a new one until after right but at first i thought he was like storing off and i was like clearly she wrote that like months (laughs) ago like are you gonna be that stupid
0: (laughs) although it said november and i think it like I assume the movie was an entire year. So like. Oh yeah. Started on New Year's. And ended on New Year's. So November was kind of late in the process for it to be ready. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> but still. I, I was just. I think I wrote. Oh my goodness. Not the diary. <laughs> I thought we were wrapping this up.
1: <laughs> I think that was the moment where I was like. How do we still have 20 minutes left? <laughs> I was like. I feel like we're at the end. Um, yeah. But no. We still have her. Run out into the snow with her sexy leopard underwear. I know.
0: I said, let's get inside and toast those buns. We're just on the street.
1: (laughs) I did think it was really funny how like she walks out and you're like, No, your pants. And she's like, Oh, I forgot, and then comes back and just gets her shoes. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Oh, okay.
0: I guess there wasn't a pair of pants close.
1: (laughs) She had to hurry, even though he would have been coming back.
0: Let's see. Was there anything else specifically? I'm trying to look at my notes and see if there's anything else specifically. I just, the smoking really, I was like crazy every time that, you know, everyone's smoking inside and just her friend group smokes. And I was like, this is so me in 2001. Like half the people had quit smoking. Half the people were still smoking and (laughs) feeling guilty about it.
1: (laughs) I I was, and maybe it's because of growing up I grew up in like the prime like anti-smoking age but I did notice that I was like oh the god they're smoking a lot but I was like oh but it's European cigarettes and maybe it's not so bad but then also <laughs> she wrote like you know <laughs> yeah pretty much but she was like you know that whole thing like I gotta quit smoking gotta quit smoking and after she starts hooking up with Hugh Grant she's like you know and I um she's like 20 cigarettes but only post-coital and I was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did make me laugh though.
0: <laughs> what is oh, this what party? Was, um, oh, the Tartan vicar party. I
1: was just about to say. <laughs> I was. I thought it was really funny, and I found the parallel between that and Legally Blonde, where she shows up to the Yale Law party, oh. and they told her it was a costume party, but they lied to her.
0: Uh huh. it. She showed up a as a time, Playboy. So bunny. When yeah. did that movie come out?
1: um i was be around probably, the same
0: time too i would think
1: yeah not too much longer let's see same year oh my gosh
0: <laughs> crazy how all that all that works you know like everyone's having right. the same ideas at the same time
1: right and yeah played by bunny
0: Yeah, i thought that i really did not that that creepy uncle of hers and Ugh. his wife i was like no these two are definitely the most icky people in this movie even more ickier than hugh grant
1: <laughs> yeah well yeah i the the aunt una i was like she just seems kind of like like a bitch <laughs> like she's really <laughs> mean yeah um but and she then, called out
0: that other lady for like not for still wearing a costume even though she, and she was like i'm not
1: wearing a costume <laughs> But the guy who plays the uncle, we had, was he in Jane Austen? Maybe. He's um, James Faulkner, who was in Game of Thrones. He was Randall Tarly. And he was in Downton Abbey. He was Lord Sinderby. I was like, I knew I recognized him from somewhere.
0: Oh. Oh.
1: So he's like kind of one of those people. I'm, I'm sure he was maybe in Harry Potter somewhere. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have Kinda to He kind of
0: reminded me of John Waters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> kind of had that like thin mustache and he was kind of bald. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought that was such a such an interesting, I don't know if it's like a British thing, but that theme of a party where it's like basically like priests and sex workers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like It was weird. <laughs> such a such a very interesting mashup and I mean clearly it's like, ooh, like let's get the women in skimpy clothing and the men can be priests, I guess. But
0: yeah, I mean, it makes sense that it didn't happen because when you look at, at the makeup of this party, it was like these people are gonna dress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> darts.
1: I was like, oh, but also it's like, is this a a, a family uh, <laughs> theme? <Yeah. laughs>
0: but know. then, like, the fact that they t- managed, there was a pretty big party, and they managed to tell everyone except for like. Four people
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> her and well, her and her dad both so i'm like how did you miss that yeah i did yep. think it was kind of funny how he was like at least i didn't spend as much as he did and they like pants to some guy who's dressed like the pope
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs>
0: da- damn hugh grant for not going with her to that party
1: <laughs> i know was, well he is a piece of garbage but and
0: then when he like the next day she goes in or you know after she finds the girl in his thing and the next day he's like, we're engaged. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, this is just like Wickham and Lydia, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Completely. It, it reminded me everything. of um, um, not Wickham, but Willoughby from Sense and Sensibility. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. They're all, you know, they're all sort of like
0: yeah, they're all on the same a scale of bad, <laughs> the <laughs> spectrum of bad. <laughs> well, I choose Chaka Khan, <laughs> Saddam Hussein joke, very two thousand one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I was watching something. Maybe it was the Sopranos, or maybe it was something else where they did like a Saddam Hussein like sort of joke that was like kind of funny. Cause it was like a, the teacher was like, I am, she's like, oh, I love Saddam. Like she, I was like, I love Saddam Hussein. And they were like, you love him. She was like, as a, as a subject to study. Cause she's like a history teacher. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, they gave her like a bunch of like Saddam, like iconography and stuff. It was really, I can't remember what it was though, but um it was just funny. Cause it kept coming up and I was like a lot of like Saddam things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just like so there's only one moment in time where this joke would have been made. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, are there any other like random characters besides like Natasha who she At first I was like, okay, she's just generic, but then like she became a real I realized she's a real prude because <laughs> she's always like yeah. ah. What are you doing having fun over there? And uh, and (laughs) off humor. I don't like it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, she was supposed to be our Caroline. So she's supposed to be proper and um,
0: true, true, true.
1: You know, I that's why I I thought they were together, but I was like, are they together? I can't really tell. But um, she just, you know, I, I feel personally that Caroline has some sort of likable qualities, but I don't feel like they made this character very likable. She was just kind of like a prude and just kind of mean. Like without being like funny about it.
0: Yeah, she wasn't she didn't have a lot of good moments. You I know, did wonder about fun. I thought it was funny when they went on their mini vacation. Hmm. And it was like, it must be true. Love, we're going on mini vacation. <laughs> and they get there and there's like only four people in this whole hotel aren't with this wedding, and it's you <laughs> and Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they go out on the boats, and I was like, Why are they? Going on two separate boats. That's so weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I wonder I wonder if maybe there's like a deleted scene where he was like, you know, being flirty and was like, oh, like let's race or something. And but it was kind of funny that he fell in the water. Mm -hmm. I thought that was like a funny scene. And they did look
0: like they were having fun and Darcy looked jealous. Yeah.
1: Well, (laughs) that was like what was so interesting was like because I remember seeing Hugh Grant on the second on the cover of the second movie. So I was like, oh, maybe like he's not so bad in this movie because they seem to be having a really good time. But then, you know, he's (laughs) a piece of garbage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, he was, but wasn't like horrible, horrible because like they hadn't really been going out that long. And he clearly got scared by her mentioning the love word and was like, no, I'm going to marry this other girl. (laughs) And then he felt bad about it. So I didn't really think he was like horrible horrible it wasn't like right he wasn't mean to her or like a bad no. guy he was just kind of a dick he was like, yeah <laughs> he was kind of
1: like a fuck boy and yeah i mean like like i said there was never like uh, a statement of like exclusivity so they weren't necessarily like together together but i think it's like that weird thing of like early 2000s movies where it's like we're together even though we didn't say it and then yeah. you know he like can't commit I don't know, maybe he has yeah. a change so of I heart. So I could see him being resuming-ish. Yeah.
0: Especially exactly. if her and Darcy, like, have issues. And then he comes in with his funny, charming ways. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll have to do the rest of them at some point. As, I like, would, little uh, filler episodes here and there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it would be really fun to do that. Um, yeah. Because I do really like Ren and Zelda. I think she's very talented
0: <laughs> I did I did really like her and I was kind of surprised mm-hmm. and I, I told you this before and I don't think I guess I'll tell the podcast audience but like <laughs> I have always I, I had a special hatred for Jewel <laughs> when I was in the 90s oh, okay. um, and for some reason Renee Zellweger and Jewel are always in my brain like side by side person. <laughs> I don't know so I'm glad that you know Enough time has passed that I was just like, oh, it's a the surprise. <laughs> I didn't like think that was a surprise. I was like, I don't think that they would actually make this movie today. Like, it's Probably so not. over the top with all of its like irreverence, but I love its silliness. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it feels like a really smart commentary wrapped in a silly romance, very much like a Jane Austen novel.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, and it, it is really, I mean, I feel like this movie is very much like, Towards the, the, I would say the final stretch of like the rom-coms, because I feel like they got, no, they were really popular in like the eighties and the nineties, and then I feel like the early thousands when they started to kind of die out as being like the premiere kind of thing. Yeah. So I am glad that it's there, and it does make me want to read the book.
0: Yeah, I am interested to read the book. Although reading the description of the book made me think it sounded kind of Sex in the City ish, but I was like, but Uh Bridget is not a Carrie. Bradshaw type at all
1: no so she, <laughs> she's an amalgamation of a couple of them
0: <laughs> but I feel like I don't know something about maybe the woman who wrote it had some sort of sex column or something in the I don't remember oh. <laughs> see I didn't do any research for this episode so <laughs> but I do feel like this movie could be a fun one to have done with like a lot of research because I bet yeah. there is a lot of interesting commentary out there about, you know, what this movie is really about, what it means. And
1: mm-hmm. well, yeah, was I really, to watch
0: the other three, too. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was really interesting just to kind of like because like I um, was just looking up to see like what like sort of like things like a trivia or like random like things that are kind of interesting about this movie. And, you know, there were a lot of like really interesting, just like random tidbits. Let me see if I have any of them. I did find that, and it does make me want to read the book, that in 2007, The Guardian named Rachel Jones' Diary as one of the 10 novels that best defined the 20th century. (laughs) Yeah, which, you know, also on the list. British 20th century. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also on the list was uh, Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, um, The Great Gatsby, Anne Frank's uh, The Diary of a Young Girl, um, and Catcher in the Rye. So it's like, so interesting wow. that, you know, I think it's because like maybe modern ideas of rom-coms have been like so watered down and it's like, oh, like there's not much to it, but it makes you really want to rate the book. Well,
0: I definitely think it was definitely high up there. I mean, we just saw Modern Persuasion and it was a million times better than that movie. Mm-hmm. No offense to Modern Persuasion, but like. Modern Persuasion was, like, a real movie that felt like a Lifetime movie, and this one was, like, a real movie that felt like a real movie. <laughs>
1: you know, yeah. it
0: felt like it could have been, like, a Meg Ryan movie, or, a, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just felt like a real well-made, like, I kept thinking of Love Actually, even though I liked it better than like, Love Actually.
1: Well, that guy that was also... The, the third writer who wasn't Andrew Davies or um Helen Fielding was the guy who wrote love actually. Um, oh
0: well, there you go
1: <laughs> but i I think I read that this was kind of like um it was I wouldn't say like a blockbuster but like you know it was a big like um yeah like theater hit like a, made a lot of money and
0: oh yeah, they wouldn't do two sequels if it didn't <laughs>
1: you right <laughs> but um I did find a list of other actresses that were considered for the role which, oh. Was a very inter- it's a very long list. I won't read everyone, but Patricia Arquette was considered um, Juliette Binoche, Selma Blair, Patricia Arquette. Yeah, I don't.
0: Okay, I don't really think of her as a romantic <laughs> comedy person at all. But
1: me, yeah. There's there's a lot of like really interesting people on this list, like Kate Blanchett, uh-huh. Helena She's Bottom Carter. She's a good Carter. enough actress.
0: I think she could do it. Carmen oh, yeah, yeah, Carter yeah. also seems very intense and.
1: Yeah, but I. She also maybe... at the
0: time would have been a little old, I would think.
1: Is she well, old? not? I don't know.
0: I have no idea. I just feel <laughs> like she is older than Renee Zellweger.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just like because she's maybe played a lot of like older characters.
0: I'm not very good know. at judging age, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> Cameron Diaz, Nicole Kidman, Lucy Lawless, Sally Phillips. Who was in it? Um Tilda Swinton.
0: As Bridget?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that would have been an interesting movie. <laughs> yes. I actually Does she do any
0: rom coms? Tilda
1: Swinton? I don't, I don't think so. I only associate <laughs> her with like very um what's I don't know what you would even call those types of movies, but just very like artistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like avant garde almost in a way.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um Emma Thompson, uh Naomi Watts.
0: Well Emma Thompson would Obviously, been great, but she would have also been too old.
1: I think she probably would have been a little bit older.
0: I mean, I mean, you could have played it older. I mean, who who cares?
1: Exactly, <laughs> right? right. Um, Kate Winslet and then like Catherine Zeta Jones. So, Naomi some... Watts,
0: I freaking love
1: so. Me and too. Kate would have been Winslet, our... I love
0: too. We would have a real crossovers, real crossovers going yes. all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> How crazy would it have been if Naomi Watts or like Lauren Dart <laughs> Bridget Jones? I mean, not oh, gosh. like that they would have been better or worse or whatever, but I just They're think really,
1: like, for the podcast, so they were
0: really interesting because yeah. some, like quintessential David Lynch girls with some real Jane Austen boys.
1: <laughs> I know. I love I love when we have that kind of crossover where it's like Austen and David Lynch because we don't get it a lot. Yeah,
0: Was but Laura Dern like, on that list of potentials? Um, no,
1: she wasn't, which is rude in my opinion, but maybe she doesn't want to do British <laughs> accents maybe maybe i did find that apparently the fight scene was not choreographed it was just completely improvised <laughs>
0: it looked hilarious it was I the know. perfect middle-aged man fight
1: <laughs> yes it was i think
0: it, think it was ridiculous. kind of silly and funny when friend boy version when yes. it was like there's a fight a real fight and i was like there's <laughs> no way that the people of the british country or you know people living in right. london haven't seen a fight I just <laughs> in
1: the streets yeah I'm sure they've yeah. seen it the which is probably why the waiters just kind of left everyone inside and came outside just to like watch <laughs> like yeah. we're like Ugh, another fight I like
0: the, the first thing that Hugh Grant like takes the lid of the trash can and hits him over the head and all the waiters are like he's cheating <laughs>
1: <laughs> like they have like bets on it I like that <laughs> I, I was
0: like I agree you're cheating
1: <laughs> he's the bad guy
0: yeah, but it was really funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I love this movie.
0: <sighs> well, do we have any final thoughts before we wrap it up?
1: Um, I guess, I don't know. I feel like this is a really good rom-com because, and I would even put it up there in like the... And the same kind of, I guess you could say, like, proverbial shelf as, like, The Sleepless in Seattle. And because I feel like it has that same charm to it. And the characters are all charming in their own ways. And the story is really great. But I feel like it does an even better job of holding itself up to be not so, like, you know, of its time in a way.
0: Yeah. And honestly, even though it's, like, probably even less in its own way similar to Pride and Prejudice than like Clueless is to Emma. Yeah. But I feel like I would totally put it on a like list of Jane Austen out of you know um, yeah. movies. And I would I'll definitely rewatch it. I wanna watch the next two. I'm very glad I did finally watch it and Me too. That um you know I can get over my own personal
1: Who knows? Maybe you'll have a like Renell, Renell, Renee Zellweger like Renaissance.
0: Well, I don't think I disliked her because I do like her. The only other thing I can really remember is Jerry Maguire, and I didn't have a Mm -hmm. problem with her or that movie. I don't really remember it that much, but (laughs) right. I can't even think of anything else she was in, but I'm sure she was in stuff that I liked her in.
1: Wasn't she in Chicago? Oh, yeah. Movie? She was in Chicago. Was she? Yes. Yeah. She was good in that. Yeah. And then um, I heard she was really good in that uh, Judy movie that came out last year about Judy Garland. True. True. So I still want to watch that. So at some point, I'll have to watch it. But <sighs> it was, this was really good. I enjoyed doing it.
0: Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Definitely a good rom com that will definitely go on my list whenever I'm doing a rom com a thon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, should we make a recommendation of our favorite rom-com besides Bridget Ooh. Jones?
1: That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Let me um, Since we're
0: doing a casual combo.
1: Let me uh, rack my brain really quick. I know mine. So
0: I'll go ahead and say my favorite um, rom-com. Well, I, of course, I say that and then like five others pop into my head immediately. But... <laughs> As much as I want to see Romancing the Stone, I think my favorite is actually Joe vs. the Volcano because I just love that movie. It's got so much heart and Meg Ryan plays three different Meg Ryans and she's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, they have a really good chemistry, her and Tom Hanks and Mm -hmm. when you watch it, it's one of those movies that like every little detail is set up at some point along the way and it's like, oh, this is so genius. (laughs) And... (laughs) It's just a really fun, cute one. And it was on HBO, you know, one of those (laughs) back before internet TV. Uh They played the same movies over and over and over again. And if you were (laughs) a kid, you would watch the same movies over and over again. And I definitely watched that movie a million times and I still love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen that one before. So I'll have to, Ah, I know, I know. I know. I I think I've heard you and Josh talk about it too before and I don't know why it's such a, a thing for me. It's just a random
0: one. You know, I think it's a movie a lot of people don't think about, but I just love that
1: movie. <laughs> well, my recommendation for, I guess, my favorite rom-com is one that I've watched only recently, which is Sacrilege, according to everyone in my life, uh, My Best Friend's Wedding.
0: Oh, I, we were just talking about that one recently, were not we?
1: I think so, yeah. It might have been that I just watched it pretty recently but I mean Julia Roberts is like one of my all-time favorites and I feel like it's like a perfect movie because Cameron Diaz is so good in it too (laughs) and I think it's it's one of those weird movies where it's like you've got this main character who is like I feel like she is incredibly unlikable like you do not like her (laughs) for most of the movie um, but you always sort of root for her and and Uh she's got like a special charm about it and I feel like Cameron Diaz is I was like, I was kind of blown away by her performance. I've always liked her movies, but I thought she this was like the best thing I've ever seen her in. And she was just <laughs> so great.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Probably. I think I saw it at the theater and that was about it. Oh, what year did you it come
1: should, out? Uh, let me look quick. You should definitely give it another watch because it's just, it's a very good, like 97 is when it came out.
0: Yeah. Mm. So after I worked at the movie theater, but it just feel like one of those movies that I might have seen it when I worked at the movie theater, you know.
1: Yeah, you should definitely give it another shot again if you're ever in a rom com mood because it's I think it's like one of the most perfect rom coms ever.
0: Definitely, we should like trade off. You watch Joe vs the Volcano, and I'll watch My Best Friend's Wedding.
1: And we'll come together together and watch Romancing the Stone. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a plan.
0: Yeah, the next Bridget Jones's diary movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this is fun. And um, we're doing another one of these for David Lynch, uh, more influenced him as opposed to influenced by him. And we're going to mm-hmm. do Rear Window next week.
1: Yes, not the one that I am <laughs> almost done with. <laughs> I I totally misheard my because my brain is broken and I'm almost done watching The Wicker Man, which is also a David Finch <laughs> <laughs> um, inspiration so maybe we'll film. We will do that one so. the week
0: after. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am liking it so far, but I will... <laughs> Watch Rear Window for our next recording. And I'm very excited because I've never seen it.
0: Yeah, I haven't. I hadn't seen that one either, but I watched it last night and I'm excited to talk about it as well.
1: Yes, it'll be fun.
0: Yeah. So come back next week. Uh, We'll have another rambly talk about Rear Window. Oh, if you want to get in contact with us and tell us about the first time you saw Bridget Jones's Diary or tell us what we totally forgot to talk about during this
1: conversation. Yes, you can email us at mannersandmadness at gmail.com. You can DM us on Twitter at mannersmadness or on Instagram at mannersandmadnesspod. Or you can leave a one-minute voicemail on our website at mannersandmadness.com.
0: Yes, and we hope that you will.
1: <laughs> yes, and leave us a million five-star reviews because we're great. Oh,
0: yes, please, because we you love our... keep asking for that, and so people stop yes. trying to give them to us.
1: Because <laughs> you love our rambly episodes, and <laughs> please.
0: Yes, please, and we're recording this the day before my birthday, so... Yes. For Happy a birthday!
1: Gift, you can put five stars there. <laughs> Happy free birthday. Um, so
0: yeah. Yeah, we'll record Rear Rendo on my birthday. I think. Yeah.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe I'll I'll
0: be super relaxed because I'm going to the spa earlier in the day. Oh
1: right! Oh, I'm so jealous. I'm gonna have to ask you all the details like a rear
0: window is a great movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> might as well also be more relaxed and deeper and she'll just be like whatever happened in that movie
0: yes <laughs> all right well i think that's good enough for this episode so yes <laughs> thank you all and we will see you next week talk yes. to you next week
1: <laughs> <laughs> it'll be next week for them
0: yes <laughs> I'm showing Quick, end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, thank you for listening. Bye. Right. Bye. <laughs>